This is a Federal News Network podcast. You can forgive federal contractors for a little confusion. There's a new White House executive order on immigrant labor, to which the White House added several more executive orders over the weekend. From Congress, there's uncertainty over whether relief for them will continue as government offices remain closed. For more, we turn to the president and CEO of the Professional Services Council, David Berteau. And with so much going on, David, what are your choices for the most confusing and difficult to deal with possibilities for contractors and I guess for the federal government? Well, Tom, you're right. There's a lot of chaos in terms of different moving parts, and it's difficult to see what the ultimate game plan is for bringing these all together, right? When we reached the end of last week, we had had a whole series of negotiations between the uh, legislative and executive branch on the next COVID-19 bill. Uh, those those produced no bill and no agreement. And in fact, uh, uh, I think the closest they came to agreeing is they agreed that they need to have an agreement at some point, right? Which is not a very, I mean, it's an important step, but it doesn't get you very far. Um, so the president over the weekend issued three memos and one executive order in addition to a series of other executive orders he had issued last week. Uh, we're still analyzing those and looking for, for potential impact on our members, although I think the biggest impact is not so much from the documents themselves, but from the indication those documents give us that we're not close to a deal, a legislative deal that uh, they can pass both houses and be signed by the president. Um Congress, of course, will will break. They, you'd almost have to have that deal already written down because once you reach the agreement, you still got to write the legislative language, right? Which we found sure. in the CARES Act. Uh, uh, if you do it too fast, you end up with a lot of ambiguity and uncertainty in the bills, and then you got to come back and fix those later, right? So it's almost impossible, even if they reached an agreement, you know, at this hour uh, to get legislation written in time to pass it. Congress is about to leave because the Democratic National Convention, the virtual convention, is next week. A couple of weeks after that, the Republicans have their convention. So we're really looking now at September before we reach agreement. And this one of the questions not- might have been in some of these bills is 3610 payments to contractors who can't get to work because the government is still largely closed in terms of the offices. And so that's a that's big right. question mark. It's a huge question mark. Uh, the, the government has, uh, you know, maximized teleworking. But as we all know, uh, there are jobs you cannot do by teleworking and you can only do by being there in person. And because of the physical distancing requirements or other health and safety precautions, not everybody can be in the workplaces. And so the question is, how do you keep those people on the payroll for when you do need them? Section 3610 provided in the CARES Act uh, passed back in March for reimbursement to keep those people on the payroll. It has been working. Over 30,000 employees in, in July were being covered all in whole or in part with Section 3610 reimbursements without additional Appropriations. So this is just programs finding the money within available funds as the law provides. The authority to do that expires September 30th. Um, so we were hoping that, you know, the, the next COVID bill uh, would extend that authority. There's language uh, we've seen that would do that. But without a bill, then we have to find another vehicle to do that. It could be one of the appropriations bills. It could be the continuing resolution. I think we're likely to get a continuing resolution. It could be other legislation and even retroactively uh, back backdating it to the expiration date. This is important, though, for workers that we companies have spent years uh, building up the workforce. And if you lose them, you may not get them back, especially sure. in today's environment. We're speaking with David Berteau, president and CEO of the Professional Services Council. And I guess members are probably worried whether there will be a lapse in appropriations, a so-called partial shutdown, given the schedule and the lack of agreement on so many things. The House has pretty much wrapped up its budget bill business. 
but the Senate has not even taken up most of that stuff. That's right. The, the House has passed 10 of the 12 appropriations bills, uh, only the Department of Homeland Security and the legislative branch bills. Those are generally held in abeyance until we reach agreement on things. Um, but there's no agreement on the distribution of those numbers. And of course, there's a lot of policy provisions in there as well. So those bills are not going to be the basis for final law. Uh, the Senate hasn't released anything yet, uh, even at the subcommittee level in terms of its markup. Now, the Senate can move fast when they need to, but without agreement on the overall framework, it's very hard to get agreement on the individual pieces. We've always pushed for full-year appropriations. We know this is way better for government. It's better for government agencies. It's better for contractors. Um, but failing that, we like, of course, to see a continuing resolution. I think uh, actions over the last few days have raised the, the increase, have increased the possibility of, in fact, no agreement even on a CR, even on the level of what the spending would be, and uh, and therefore the possibility of a shutdown. You know, if each party believes that the other party will suffer more from an impasse, it reduces the incentives to compromise. None of us think that's correct, but sometimes they seem to believe it themselves. And so there's we, we're urging our members now to start thinking and planning. October 1st is not far away, Tom, and time to have those conversations with your government customers. What happens in the event of a shutdown? Got it. And let's talk about the Huawei ban, the Section 889. The shutdown of a, of a different and more immediate impact, right? And so this is a law that was passed uh, two years ago in August of 2018 as part of the Fiscal Year 19 National Defense Authorization Act. Part A took effect last year. Part B takes effect uh, on Thursday, August 13th. It says that you have to certify, a company has to certify that it has no prohibited products from Huawei or any of the other companies in any of their systems in order for the government to award them a contract. Now, the basis for that certification is laid out in, in, a, in guidance documents, but, uh, but it's still up to each company what they're going to certify. What we're curious to see is, uh, is, is whether or not this slows down the award of contracts. Will it make contracting officers say, I need to take another look at that? solicitations and evaluations that have been in, underway for months didn't have that provision in because the FAR clause didn't exist until two weeks ago, right? And so, uh, so the question is, what's gonna, we're going to be watching very closely on Friday to see whether or not awards still happen. And of course, this is the time of year where we have maximum number of awards. We're gearing up for the end of year contract uh, dynamic. Right. And that was another provision that could have been in one of the bills, that have not passed, which is to extend that deadline of Thursday to some reasonable date. Now, look, there's, there's actually no list of what those prohibited products are. You have to figure them out yourself. You know who the prohibited companies are, but you don't know their affiliates, their subsidiaries worldwide, right? And there's no list of viable alternatives. If you have a prohibited product, what do you replace it with? Who pays for it? How much time do you have? None of that has been laid out. We're going we're gonna to struggle with this. I wonder if someone employs cell phone that has TikTok on it. That could be a banned product. Well, you and I were talking earlier. I mean, we both have the same wireless carrier, right? Would you be willing to certify that nowhere in the system, if you and I are talking on our cell phones, that nowhere in that system is there a prohibited product? You have no basis for that. Right. It gets to be absurd. It, it does. However, it, it, we do agree uh, that there is risk associated with that that is important to, to have those constraints put in place. The question is, how do we do it in such a way that it actually improves security rather than creates more chaos. And a final question on the foreign workers study, presidential order. It didn't really 
tell people to stop using immigrant labor. A careful reading of the executive order, you're right, does say that it doesn't take effect immediately. There's a study that needs to be completed and, and submitted to the president. H-1B visas are, are visas that are issued to employ foreign nationals. And, and one of the requirements for issuing the visa is you've got to demonstrate that, in fact, there's no American who can take the job. Right? So you've already sort of met that test. And we do have a number of member companies that do rely on such on such employees, um, as well as, you know, the more that commercial companies that are global are selling to the federal government, whether it's cloud services or IT management systems or legacy systems modernization, those companies have a global uh, a global workforce. Uh, and, and so, you know, they, they, these are not a job that you can replace in America. Um, ultimately, I think what matters is whether the government get what it needs in order to operate and the question of which workers do it, while important, is a secondary question. We're going to watch this closely. We're waiting for input and analysis from our member companies as well. So it's a quite a chaotic situation right now. A lot of moving parts this week. David Berto is president and CEO of the Professional Services Council. Thanks so much. Thank you, Tom. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. As prices keep creeping up, your entertainment budget doesn't have to take a hit. Live One Plus has all the music you love, ad-free for only $3.99 per month. Dive into Live One's massive library of songs, listen to curated playlists, or create your own. Check out exclusive artist-hosted stations and do it all for the best price in streaming. Lock in a Live One Plus membership for just $3.99 per month now, and you'll not only beat inflation, you'll get all your favorite music ad-free. Check out liveone.com slash best music for details. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. <laughs> 